welcome to a special free agent edition of the Calgary Stampeder podcast. Hey, it's been a while. Dave Rowe with you. Also welcoming Jock Wilson. Jock joining us. How you doing this morning, Jocko? Is it June yet? <laughs> there you go. Thanks for thanks for sticking with that uh, Twitter hashtag on that. But uh, it may not be June, but certainly uh, some some good excitement in February. And in, in the last few years, I really like uh, the way that the CFL has done this. It's a it's a downtime in sports. Uh, they use it to uh, sort of sell the brand in the off season, and even more so. I think in the last two years. I mean, last year you had the absolute craziness, everything packed into one day. And this year with the negotiating window, the uh, the debate, all the talk over free agency has uh, gone on even longer. So, you know, forget about player moves for a second. Uh, anytime you got people talking about uh, CFL football and Stampeder football, it's good for the game. I think Glenn Suter, our CFL insider, nailed it from TSN yesterday. He said, for the first time ever, you could actually have a show equivalent to uh, you know, the NHL trade deadline or the NHL free agent frenzy, because uh, you're right, the negotiating window, the tampering window, call it whatever you want. Uh, we had an exciting 24 hours, and, and it, it's not over yet, Dave, but uh, I tell you what, TSN is, going to I think, going to be all over that next year, and, 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 and I think every single market, like we were all over it, uh, you know, on, on February the 11th. And, and, of course, Edmonton was excited, and Toronto was excited, and you go down the list, every single CFL, you know, city was excited because there were a lot of moves and and you're right it has to do with that tampering window that negotiating window uh, because you can get business done and once again uh, one guy was ahead of the curve on in terms of that tampering window negotiating window and that was John Huffnagel because when free agency hit at 10 o'clock on Tuesday morning boom 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 four contracts are announced and all four they they made a point of emphasizing that these were deals that have been worked out prior to 10 a.m. on Tuesday well, and let's not forget the big deal on the weekend, too, because I, th- I think personally that was the biggest one when Sean oh, McEwen yeah. was released by the Toronto Argonauts uh, because he basically told the Argos he was not coming back to that organization. He wanted to, you know, reset his career in Calgary where he starred as a, as a college athlete. You know, personally, I think the Stampeder offensive line is now one of the best in the Canadian Football League. And, and, and Dave, you know, I don't know your take on it. I look at what the Calgary Stampeders did on day one of free agency, and and they did what they had to do. They had to they had to obviously get a kicker in to, to replace Rob Maver. You know they they had to do a little bit of help on the defensive line. They obviously needed to replace Deshaun Amos and, and Trey Roberson. But let me ask you this question: Do you think here we are today, early in February, that the Stampeders are a better team than they were that ended the season last year? I'm not sure they are because they have not replaced Trey Roberson. They have not replaced Reggie Bagleton. I think the only area they have really improved on is the offensive line because I love what they have done there. Uh, but other than that, you know, time is still out. Ron, Ronnie Pfeffer is not as good of a punter as Rob Maver. Let's not pretend that he is because he's not, okay? Um, I think Richard Leonard is, is a really good defensive back, and I think he's probably comparable to Deshaun Amos. But Brandon Dozier, he is more of a guy that is going to be a special teams guy. He is no, he is no Trey Roberson. He's not going to play the corner as far as I'm concerned. You know, Brandon Smith is also gone. So, so I, I look at it was it was necessity what the Calgary Stampeders did, and and hey, Montel Cozart, nice to see him back. Dakota Prokop, don't know a lot about the player, but they're not Nick Arbuckle, so the Stampeders are not you know improved in the backup quarterback position. But time will tell. So, so where do you stand? 
I, you know, are, are they a better team than this time last year? You know, probably not, but have they given up as, uh, as much ground as you might think? No, I don't think so at all. Uh, Ronnie Pfeffer, I think, is going to be, again, he's no Rob Maver. Rob was an all-star, one of the best in the business for a long, long time. But uh, what Ronnie Pfeffer has is one stat that stood out to me is his punt net. I mean, and of course, this speaks to coverage teams as well, but his punt net at 375 that's right around the neighborhood where you need to be, to be in the upper echelon in the CFL. The Stampeders had trouble on punt coverage last year. You know, part of that was the constantly changing personnel. You know, I, I think, you know, part of it, uh, Rob Maver would uh, would miss the odd punt, put it inside the hash marks. But again, if Ronnie Pfeffer is just a guy, you don't have to have that Burt Dale 70-yard leg. You need to be able to kick to a spot so your cover team can get there. And, you know, time will tell, but I think Ronnie Pfeffer is a guy that can deliver that. Uh, in terms of the defensive backs, uh, Trey Roberson, we knew he was going to be outstanding. Deshaun Amos was a guy you had expectations of, but you didn't know how good he was going to be. And you look at the existing roster. They've got guys like Raheem Wilson, who we saw flashes from last year. Uh, Rob Daniel, who looked like they're ready to compete for full-time roles. Can he stay healthy, though? That, that, yeah, absolutely. That's going to be the question. But when you bring in an all-star like Richard Leonard, uh, that, you know, that helps you. John Huffnagel has shown time and again. He knows how to recruit defensive backs. So you know, I, I think you're, you're pretty good in that position there. Uh, I love Connor McGough uh, coming in. He never really was able to find a good fit at Hamilton, I thought. And uh, I think he could work into a good rotation with Derek Wiegand. You know, the Stampeders moving on from Junior Turner this year. Again, another outstanding player, but just unable to stay healthy. You get some competition at that backup quarterback job. You know, There, there wasn't a lot out there. In terms of quarterbacks, I don't think James Franklin was a guy that the Stampeders were going to go uh, all in on. Uh, and Montel Cozart, you got two years invested into this guy. You might as well, th- this to me, when you've got that that third string quarterback, it's time to move up or move out. And I think the Stampeders need to know what they have in Montel Cozart. Dakota Prokop at this point, uh, just strictly insurance, a little thin at the backup position. Yeah when you compare it to Nick Arbuckle. But then again, we didn't really know what to expect from Nick until we had a chance to see him last year. No, I, I would agree with everything you said there. And, and you're right. You know, last year, I must admit, I thought it was doom and gloom time for the Calgary Stampeders. As you know, I, I thought the dynasty would come to an end, and it did come to an end. But, uh, you know, they were a lot better than I thought they would be. And, and here we go again. It's, it's, it's a year of transition for the Calgary Stampeders. You know, how good can this team be? Well, we'll wait till training camp. We'll wait till the regular season kicks off. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of faces gone as we've talked. Reggie, Deshaun, Trey, Brandon Smith, Jr., Turner, Rob Maver, Jawan Breskison, Don Jackson. Chris Gasher, Courtney Steven, Derek Dennis, Terry Williams, well, maybe Corey Greenwood. Uh, we're still waiting for the final word on that one. It, 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 it's, it's mind-boggling. And as a fan, you know, I, I know I'm not supposed to be a fan. I'm supposed to be a broadcaster. But it does bother me, the, the amount of turnover. But, you know, the Calgary Stampeders aren't alone. Every single team has gone through it. And, and I think the, the one team that didn't have as much turnover – and that's the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. They were able to sign a lot of their own yep. pieces. They weren't real active in the free agent market. But the fact is, you know, that they're in a situation that the Calgary Stampeders were in a couple of years ago where you want to take care of your own house. So, you know, you've won a championship. And because you've won a championship, you've created a culture. 
and winning builds that culture, and so players want to stay. So it, it, it is very intriguing. And one thing that John Huffnagel said that uh, allowed him to attract uh, some players that he wanted to get is that there are vacancies on this team just because of success. I mean, no team has been hit harder by uh, the NFL than the Stampeders over the last couple of years with the number of, uh, of players that they've lost south of the border. So again, Calgary, with the winning tradition and with the fact there's job to be had, uh, jobs to be had becomes doubly attractive. And in terms of money, John Huffnagel, I think, wins again. Obviously, Sean McEwen, we don't know how much he got paid, but he got paid. When you're an all-star Canadian offensive lineman, uh, a guy that can anchor this line for six, uh, seven years, you're going to get a pretty good payday. So, you know, is it a sexy name like uh, a Darrell Walker or a Micah Johnson or even a DeVaris Daniels who got big money in Toronto? No, but John Huffnagel knows where he wants to spend his money. He's confident that uh, that he can recruit for positions like receivers, uh, running back, uh, Kadeem Carey, he's confident that Carey will be healthy and be able to step in. Again, just a, a guy who is judicious with the cash. Well, I, I agree with you because, as I say, I, I look back at uh, free agency for the Calgary Stampeders, and I, I do firmly believe, as I said off the top, that Sean McEwen is is the big catch for the Calgary Stampeders. You need somebody to anchor that offensive line with the center position. And, you know, I, I hated the fact that the Stampeders for most of the season had to go with an American at that position. It's just, it, it just doesn't seem right to it me. Just, now, it, limits you, it limits you in so it, many ways. It, it really does. So, you know, you have Sean McEwen, who's an all-star center, never missed a game in the, in the Canadian Football League, which is fantastic. Hopefully Brad Erdos is going to be healthy. You know, obviously you've got Shane Bergman, one of the best guards in the Canadian Football League as well. And, and who knows, you know, I, I, I'm not sure where Ryan Sevier now fits in because Justin Lawrence is probably going to be your extra lineman only because he, is, he can play that center position. And, 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 you know, are you going to play the two Americans on the ends with Mila Cassicati and Ucombre uh, Williams? Probably that's how they're, they're leaning right now. But, you know, maybe Ryan Sevier, you know, can, can Ryan Sevier play tackle? You know, you know the Dinos better than I do. I think I see Sevier more as a guard. I think the guy uh, on the bubble now, unfortunately, is going to be Brad Erdos. Brad's getting a, a little bit older. He's been injured uh, a couple of times now, and Sevier is that young guy who's been uh, who's been up and coming. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's uh, it, it's going to be interesting because you no, know, I as you say, you got the three solid nationals in the interior of that line. You know, you can go with Neely, you can go with Ucombri as, as the tackles, and 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 you know, obviously. Uh, Bo Levi Mitchell just has the great release and, uh, you know, he reads defenses so well. You know, there's a reason why the Stampeders, you know, usually lead the league in, in, in the amount of, uh, you know, sacks not allowed. So from that standpoint, uh, you know, I, I think the Stampeders have really set themselves up there. Overall, Jock, uh, just in terms of free agency itself, not about which players ended where, but I uh, wanted to get to get your take and offer up mine just on, on how the process worked this year. Last year, as dramatic as it was, I don't think it was necessarily a good day for the league. I mean, the Ottawa Red Blacks basically saw their season end within the first 45 minutes of free agency with uh, with the players that they lost to, uh, to other teams. I think uh, having that negotiating window just sort of settled things down a little bit. Uh, general managers had an idea of exactly where they were going into free agency. So, you know, while maybe it, uh, you know, hey, it was, it was still a, a fun day to follow, but uh, there wasn't, I think, a lot of the craziness that we saw last year. No, I, I would agree with that. And, and some of the big names came off the board early. 
just because, you know, guys like Willie Jefferson, who was the number one, you know, potential free agent to, to hit the market. It never did happen. And, 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 and you know, I, I look at it and, and did some teams improve their team? I, well, I thought the same thing about the BC Lions last year, but I, I, I'm, still, I'm still a big fan of Micah Johnson. Some people say he's too old. I, I don't believe that for a second. He gets double teamed everywhere. So the fact that he ends up in BC, you know, BC also improved their offensive line with, with Riker Matthews. I think that was important. Chris, Gain, uh, Chris Rainey, excuse me, comes back to the BC Lions. I think that's, you know, obviously important for that team. So I, I like some of the moves the BC Lions did getting Chris Casher from the Calgary Stampeders. I, I think that's, that's a very, very good move for that team. So, you know, the, the Toronto Argonauts, I, I'm not sure. Jury's out, but they've got some offensive weapons now with the, with Jawan Breskison and, and, and the fact that they get the former NFL receiver TJ Jones, who, who played, you know, college ball, you know, with DeVaris Daniels, the former the former Stampeder who is, is there as well. So they've got some weapons with Matt Nichols. So, you know, hopefully the Toronto Argonauts uh, can be a little bit better. Hamilton took care of their own house. Winnipeg took care of their own house. The Riders didn't do very much, and that, that surprised me a little bit. Um, but, but other than that, I, I thought, uh, you know, as you say, with that negotiating window, I think teams had a pretty good idea where they were going to be weak at, uh, where they needed to improve their teams at, and that certainly was the case in Calgary. So free agency has come and gone, a big off-season event for the Canadian Football League and something uh, I think was uh, very well handled and very exciting this year. No CFL week for the second year in a row. Come on, Randy Ambrosi, get back on that. Uh, The next thing we're going to be seeing is uh, the CFL Combine, and that is going to have an added dimension uh, this year, Jock, with the addition of, of the world players, with the fact that they're expanding those world rosters, and they've been out recruiting and inviting a lot of players to these camps, so I'm uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, I see a potential podcast talking uh, to the uh, to the head man of global scouting for the Canadian Football League. I also see a potential podcast to uh, talk to Brendan Mahoney, who of course is in charge of the uh, uh, the Canadian scouting for the Calgary Stampeders. Because let's not forget uh, one of the big things Stampeders did in the off season, and, and what a shrewd move by John Huffnagel, you know, to give the negotiating rights to Nick Arbuckle to the Ottawa Red Blacks. They signed him to a contract, so they swap first round picks. So all of a sudden, the Stampeders hold the hammer in the upcoming CFL draft. And and I think that's very, very intriguing because, you know, the Stampeders have always been fortunate to have good, strong Canadian talent, and they're going to get a very good one at number one overall. Jock, you are wise and you see many things. Yes, uh, we will be taking a little bit of an off-season break with the Calgary Stampeder podcast here, but uh, check in again as we get closer to that to Stampeder, or sorry, the CFL Combine and the CFL Draft training camp starting a little bit early this year, and then the Calgary Stampeder podcast will be back with a new edition dropping every Thursday for Valentine Volvo. Jock, uh, thanks for this. Hey, no problem. You have a great day. And this is the Calgary Stampeder Podcast.